that's a normal human injury. Well, I don't want to, yeah. it's not normal, but it's, well, well, no, people get stabbed. Yeah, some some people get stabbed all the way through with the samurai sword. It happens. Yeah, but <laughs> happened to me in the third grade. Hello and welcome back to Imbibin Anime. Uh, my name is Stan, and I am joined here by my beautiful co-host, Mott. Greetings, y'all. Welcome back, anime casuals and anime fanatics alike. Stoked to do another episode with you. Yeah, let's crack open a fresh episode here. We've got something special for you. We are going to be reviewing the last two episodes of Fire Force and the entire series as a whole. So sit back, relax, and get pumped because this is the final episode we are doing with Fire Force. We have completed our first imbibe and anime seasonal anime watching experience. Yeah, this is a milestone. hit a milestone. Hey, that's my word. Your word is milestone? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I will let you uh, keep that word. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, really excited to start talking about this. What what were your first impressions on the last two episodes of the series here? Um, so episode 23, let's start with that first. Um, it was okay. Um, refreshing memory here. Some of, some of it was not that terribly insightful it was mostly just like ending the fight show runs away i the the new pyrokinetic abdullah burst user from the evangelist squad with the crown on her head i really like her character i think she's pretty cool seeing mm -hmm. her fight a little bit was interesting i don't dig the electricity thing because we're getting further and further yeah. away from the whole idea of actual pyrokinetics like <laughs> I'm okay with like plasma and plasma having magnetic field shit and like whatever. Like that's like still like tangentially maybe related to fire. It's but not. now just like straight up <laughs> electricity control nervous. Um, yeah, that was entirely unrelated to fire. Yeah. And so like not a fan of that aspect of her character, but I think character model her personality style of fighting is cool um i just think it doesn't make sense in the yeah in the the magic system that has been established yeah i'm curious to see how they sh like really showcase her abilities because they didn't necessarily show us why she's an Adola burst user. We haven't seen her do yes. anything crazy per se. I haven't seen her link yet, and I'd be very curious to see which body resonates to see if our headcanon theory of like the parts of the devil consisting of the Adola burst is still consistent and if she fits in that theory. So I'll be curious to see next season if that continues to develop. 
but unfortunately we did not get any insight as to whether or not she fits in that theory. Yeah, we, we did get a little bit of information uh, that confirms that they're collecting Adola Burst users. Yes. Um, she, she does mention that. They are also uh, collecting them specifically to finish off the, the initial burning that started 25, uh, 250 years ago. Right. So that part of our theory was 100% correct. That was probably also the easiest part of our theory to predict. So yeah. not surprised that that's what's happening. Um, that seemed pretty obvious from the point even back when uh, Shinra was fighting Rekka. So right, meh. it just basically confirmed what we already suspected. True. Yeah, overall, I'd say the uh, second-to-last episode was mostly just going out with a sizzle. We didn't learn a whole lot out of the that episode. No. Um, I have a little bit not of... Not a whole lot happened. I, have a, I, I do appreciate the way that the first captain came because it, it, it had context, right? Because the captain was basically like, well, now that you've met basically the evangelists and now that you've met your brother i don't really have anything to hide anymore so i'm here to talk to you about what happened 12 years that i think yeah. that that was one of the few instances where the plot progressed in a way that didn't seem jumpy like it didn't just suddenly have him appear out of nowhere the same way that joker has uh-huh um so i appreciated that that was well done it was also sick as fuck the ending to the of the episode twenty three, <laughs> having the third yeah. the first cap just like his entire body just like look like it burst into flame. Yeah, I, I definitely went crazy off of that. <laughs> yeah, that was we were really stoked about episode twenty because we're like we're gonna see the fight. We're first captain going all out. Yeah. Um, a criticism I have is the script was weird. The dialogue was forced in a lot of spots i didn't like a lot of the dialogue between shinra and show uh it felt forced especially at the beginning when shinra's like twirling around while his body is scattered and he's showing show these memories um yeah. i also didn't really appreciate this the vocabulary or the script when the sixth captain was healing shinra it just felt like they were just throwing in random vocabulary and fancy sounding things because it sounded <laughs> extravagance but had no context and didn't actually fit into the magic system of fire force so like eh, it yeah i also didn't particularly like the dialogue it wasn't i wouldn't say it was like especially bad i think it was just very average um but oh no for, i think it i personally a, think it was putting it as but i i feel like i've seen a lot of anime like this where the there's supposed to be a big emotional moment and they're just doing a normal not normal but like just an average concept of like how they want the interaction to go um no, nothing stood out about it at all for sure i guess the reason why i had such a visceral reaction to this part in particular negative visceral reaction is the fact that the I had hope for the introduction of the sixth captain because it was pretty promising that they 
the the injuries that Shinra took from Sho are obviously extremely severe. I mean, being impaled through the chest with a sword is crazy. And the fact that they took that injury extremely seriously in the show and they're like, don't pull out the sword because you'll bleed to death was like, yeah. well, A, realistic, which I guess is sometimes a really nice thing for anime to do. Um, and B, like, they're actually like really paying attention to the fact that like, we need a fucking help Shinra ASAP. Like he's been yeah. way too beaten up. I, like, did appreciate that, that. I appreciated that. And it, it hyped up the sixth captain a lot because the eighth captain was like, Obi was like, we need to go to a specialist because he's in bad shape, having used so much energy and having suffered mm -hmm. so many severe wounds. And then they just show up to this like really weirdly scripted introduction of the sixth captain. And then immediately afterwards, like, like, I, I don't, I don't know, like, just like her ability doesn't really make sense immediately. It's, it's not that I need everything explained immediately. It's just like the way they presented it all was really jagged and like bleh. yeah i i i really didn't like how they explained her ability yeah um it was it, i mean it was another case of something that doesn't make sense for the use of fire to me uh just having just a because, fire serpent heals people yeah and i know why they ch i understand why they chose a serpent specifically but the fact that you're creating an animal from fire that goes into someone else and is supposed to heal them just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like everything that they've been doing in this universe has been trying to make a connection between this magical power and using concepts of physics and chemistry and biology. Right, like the whole dude using a musical instrument to channel heat compression to make ice. The whole expansion of the universe is being used to create slow down time. The whole propelling yourself so fast that you're creating black holes, right? Like it's it's all magical, yeah. but it's all like trying to make a connection to real world. And now all of a sudden you have this magical serpent snake. That's just, just it's just magical. Just believe us, it's just magical. Like they, they, right. they are in, we say this a lot about the show. They're inconsistent in the way that they're trying to do things. They're inconsistent in the way that they're trying to explain the magic system. Either you're going to make it semi-realistic where you take magical concepts and take real life things and you kind of blur them together, or you're going to be really magical. You can't really do both. You have to pick and choose, right? You have to pick one and stick to it. You can't just jumble at least give a better explanation for it. Yeah. And that's something that came up a couple times in the last couple episodes. Uh, not only with Shinra, how uh, he was aflame to heal himself. Uh, yeah. And what was that line? That, yeah, it doesn't really... Like, they, they explain that her power is utilizing the power of the pyrokinetic to heal them, help heal themselves. But the they only now introduce a concept of regeneration using fire, and it just like you just have to take their word for it. Like it doesn't really yeah make sense. They didn't explain why this happens. They just said that's how it's been. 
Um, the uh, other situation I'm thinking of is Captain Burns, actually, just because he's always on fire and his clothes don't get charred at all. Like, he's he, his clothes are always fine, even yeah. though he's on fire. He's on fire, and his clothes are fine. Yeah, like, even there's a Shinra, lot of... Even his out, even Shinra's outfit when he uses his devil's feet does burn his shoes and his and like the bottom of his pants, but like, they don't. What what you're anyway. bringing up is totally legitimate. Like it sounds like picking, up, but like to to make a contrast between this example and an example that's actually really good um, is like for example in My Hero Academia. There is a character who has, by the name of uh, Mirio, who has a quirk that allows him to phase through objects with his body. He can decide which parts of his body phase through objects. And so logically, the thought is like, okay, he controls his body. Well, what if he's walking around in civilian clothing? Well, if he phases through shit, he's going to lose his clothing, right? Because yeah. his clothing is going to fall off because he has to phase through his clothing as well. So naturally, when you have a fire ability and you have normal clothing on, you should burn off your normal fire, right? Like these are these are logical things that are small details, but like they're details that are not impossible to ignore. You can very easily explain that like, oh, Captain Burns wears is constantly depicted only in, for example, a fire force outfit because those are specifically fire retardant. I mean, that's not what happens. But like yeah. they could have easily shown they him always easily. in uniform because his uniform fire retardant. And they just needed a quick mention to do something like that. Yeah. Too. And it's it's like the small stuff that like it's the difference between great anime and deep is when you care about that small stuff. Yeah. And that's what makes Mirio a great fucking character in well, it's one of the things that make him a great fucking character <laughs> in uh My Hero Academia and why now captain the first captain is like slowly worse a little worse. <laughs> i i do like the first captain when they i do too uh originally i did think he would be one of the bad guys somehow uh, i think they've dispelled that theory here i agree um, he he doesn't seem to be sinister or dubious in any way I mean, this is getting a little bit into episode 24, so do you want to... Oh, wait, before we jump into episode 24, um, we need to finish talking about episode 23 and give our mouse. Okay. Uh, I I don't want to say it was a bad episode, but it was kind of just a little below average, I think. Uh. I mean, I think the show Shinra fight was decent. I think the evolution of like Shinra starting to remember his past and then having to get this new new evangelist jump down to mind control him to walk away. I think that entire aspect of it was actually really good. Um, like you said, the animation for yeah. the fight scene was pretty good. I think That's the plot true. in general in twenty three, I don't have that with all the issues I have is the execution in terms of script so actual dialogue and um again jumpiness i guess at the end of it like the second half of it is where i it's more than it. the first half was pretty good okay. in my opinion. yeah I, I i wasn't 
upset at the episode overall. I, I just didn't I agree. feel much out of it. And it was partly because they were winding down everything. Uh, and it, it was sort of just that moment um, after you come, after your endorphins come down, it, it felt kind of like that. Uh, so we're there's coming off sp- of the coattails of 22 and 21. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's nothing special about the episode. Um, it was very middle of the pack for me. I would give it. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. It is a solid seven. Yeah, I have I have nothing else to add. I have the exact same idea. Seven for me too. So uh, moving on to the next episode, then the I think the ju- <laughs> the immediate start of episode twenty four wanted to see the fight between Burns and, and <laughs> Shinra, uh, but I don't actually think it was bad. Like I think them having f- a little bit of a slowdown. And first having Shinra come back to the squad and being discharged from the hospital was okay. Like, that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the only... I mean, I, I would have liked to immediately go into the fight with the first captain. Um, they eventually do it. But, like, you know, that's... It's not actually a fault of the show. I don't think that's bad that they didn't do it that way. I think the only issue I have with the beginning of it is they said in the flashback when they finally do show him fighting the two weeks earlier, six weeks earlier, what was what was that number? Six weeks earlier. Six weeks earlier. So apparently show was in the hospital for six weeks, but after three days of sitting in the hospital fighting the captain, like I <laughs> um they like they said six weeks earlier to Ill out for the count and in a dire situation and like fucked up after that fight but it never really felt like he was recuperating like i i mean they skipped a lot of timeline just for the sake of like advancing the plot which i understand why they did that but i never they never showed me that show or sorry they never showed me that shinra was actually really in critical condition you know what i'm saying like they told me that shinra was in critical condition but i never actually saw that as and i take issue with it was definitely anticlimactic compared to the previous episode when they were talking about how he could be paralyzed or like something might go wrong during the surgery. He might have problems with controlling his power afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and then they just sort of ignored that. Essentially. And then they're like, six weeks later, he's healthy. Um, I, I did appreciate how, like, as, like, right after he woke up from the surgery. Uh, that they showed how much like weight he had lost back uh, in episode twenty three. Yeah. yeah, was that not in the flashback? Eh. No, that was not in the flashback. The, the flashback jumps straight to him fighting the captain. Okay, yeah i I did appreciate that aspect. I uh, agree that attention to detail, but again, it didn't. Like you said, it doesn't really make sense for him to be fighting Captain Burns right away. Yeah, and then to sit in the hospital for another six weeks. Yeah, I mean, they could have just had him doing it at the end of the six-week thing. I don't know why it had to be right after the surgery. It doesn't... Yeah, I mean, these... I think these are, again, just issues where, like, the author just has, like, flaws with their fundamental logic. Like, they just, like, (laughs) have issues with, like, attention to detail with 
very basic things. So yeah. like if you're fucking really dangerously injured like that, like I don't I don't care what your pre-described pre pre-determined time should be for recovery. If it's three days and then he's fighting the captain, fine. Then he should be discharged after a week, whatever. But like if he's fighting the captain after three days and he's in the hospital for another five weeks, like what? What is yeah, he doing for those five weeks? Backwards thinking there. Uh, and I guess the biggest problem that I have is that they're telling us this. They're not really showing us it. Like at, the thing that I always appreciated about, like for example, Naruto. Whenever Naruto was severely injured, is like there was an episode where like he was in the hospital the entire episode long, like in the bed, unable to do shit. They would not assign him to stuff. They would not discharge him. And there was like an issue with like stay the fucking bed. Or like Kakashi when he would be super severely injured. We had an episode yeah, of him yeah. like staying the fuck in bed. Uh, because they were trying to emphasize how much that fight took a physical toll on them. And they kind of tried doing this with Fire Force, but they didn't really show them being like confined to bed. They just said it. Yeah, and I understand why they did it. Like they they just wanted to they didn't want to end the series with him in bed type of thing. Yeah. They wanted to it was a pacing issue progress it to the point where he's okay by the end of the story and he's ready to go for the next season. But it bothered me, and I think I came across Yeah, it's just one of those little attention to detail things. Um, that was a lot of discussion we just had about a small nip. But... <laughs> <laughs> Going into the bigger things, um, I I was really happy with the fight with the captain. I actually straight up yes. think that fight might have been the best choreography in a long time. I think well, the uh, the best choreography next to his fight was show. Okay, yeah, fair, but which like was just a few episodes ago, that's like I mean, well, okay, fair, true, but like I show's fight with Shinra is the climax of the entire fight. Like yes. that, nothing should compare to that. That needs to be the highlight, and it was obviously they did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't like besides that fight, I can't think of another fight where I loved the choreography as much as I loved the choreography for the first Captain and Shinra. Maki's um, fight. Maki's fight. I loved the animation, but not. I think the choreography is better here. Sure, I will say that. I'll concede that. Like, I loved, um, and that's why I'm specifically here. I think the choreography, in terms of like really physically depicting the twirling motion, the spinning, the 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 kicks, the 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 elaborate motion of the body between Shinra and the first captain was really well done. Like, really well done. It looked absolutely gorgeous. And then the fire animation on top of that looked just yeah. Like, it was I a really good fight. A really episode... good sparring match. Yeah, I think this episode really showcased like the concept of I guess propulsion for lack of a better word that you could really see the inertia uh from the spinning that Shinra was doing oh, the, sure. the break dance. <laughs> yeah. Move. I don't I don't remember what the move is called when he's like twirling on his hands like that. Does it really matter? I guess not. <laughs> but I I did really appreciate that aspect of cause and effect from motion and that type of thing yeah burns is also just fucking awesome like his okay so we can talk about his power now yeah we can we can (laughs) uh 
so I, I think you said this during the episode or something, but he, he doesn't have a, like a super out there or unique power. So this is the more consistent with what they've established for Fire Force, yeah. which I did like. Uh, he sure. just essentially heats up everything in his body to the point where he bursts into flames. And he uses that to augment his physical abilities, and he's just super powerful. Yeah, I, I mentioned this during the episode. He he's basically like the Raikage, how they augment their movements and strength by cloaking themselves in lightning. Yeah, kind of deal. Exactly. That's that's a very succinct, good summary of it. Uh, and I think it's really cool because it's a simple concept that has enough flexibility to show a dynamic fighting style. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just good. It's just all around good. Uh, I have literally no negative things about his, the way that his fighting style fits in the power scaling, uh, part of the universe or into the magical system of person. Yeah. I, I really like his ability. I think he has one of my favorite abilities, despite how simple it is. I think, yeah, it's just, it's flexible and it's very beautiful, which makes it just great. Um, We have confirmed that he has an Adola Burst, I believe. So that's something something I need to go back and look through. Because initially I did think he had an Adola Burst because he recognizes that another Aldola burst is being created and he's seen the the underworld place uh, Adola the Adola world yeah yeah that's um, why he has an Adola well so he says that his price for looking at the Adola world was his right eye he cost him his right eye i don't know if that means he has an Adola burst or if he's just witnessed the world for an instant and lost his eye for it Good point. Um, Good and that's point. sort of what he, or that's sort of uh, what Shinra realizes about the the grandfather of the pink-haired girl, who he had seen yes. in the Adola world. Uh, but he, so he suspects that he has something to do with Adola links and everything. But I don't know if that guy will have an Adola burst. I don't think he will because I, they've never mentioned the so, evangelist trying to go after him. Okay. Um, I'm, before we get into this whole discussion, I'm going to preface this with one of the problems of this episode is the info crazy. Um, I think both you and I are going to be saying things about, so I encourage all of our listeners to really rewatch this part of the show in episode 24 second half Mm. of it because they really info dump like crazy and we haven't had the chance to slow down and re-parse through it so we may say some things that are slightly here i'm not entirely certain what's going on but they info dump way too much here and that is a problem their pacing here is really shitty when it comes to the amount of information they're giving us yeah so and so forth but there is a lot of cool information yeah exactly exactly it is much, much faster all of a sudden compared to what has been. Um, but the lore here is really interesting, and I do want So going back to what you were saying about the captain's eye, um, the eye, the animation when he removes 
his eye patch to show perched eye. Reminded me of that disorder. I don't really remember what it's called in the universe, but when you overuse your fire ability and you start to turn your body into ash, like what happens to the seventh right. captain's friends. I can't remember off the top of my head. It the animation looked like it was hinting that he had like that is what is going on. Like he overused his fire ability exhibiting that disorder. Yeah, I think it was called like pyronecrosis or something. Yeah, it's some sort something of pyronecrosis like thing. But um I you bring up a good point. I also don't know if that means he has an Abdullah burst because he is linking. To go into the Abdullah realm, you have to link. Um, but you bring right. up a very good point, Stan, that I didn't think about. That either means he has an Abdullah burst and he overused it when he was linking too long or too intently. Or it means that you can link without having an Abdullah burst, but there are consequences for doing so. It's one of the two, and I'm not I I'm not certain right now. Yeah, it's a little confusing. I'm inclined to think it's the latter, like you brought up, because it's if it's the form and he does have an Abdullah burst, that means that the evangelists are after him. Because the evangelists want all the Abdullah burst, right? And I, right. I, they haven't hinted at all that the evangelists are at all interested in him in any way. So I yeah, don't think they, he has an Abdullah burst. I think he's somehow linked without having Abdullah burst, and that caught consequences. Specifically, it invoked this ash necrosis. Yeah, they also said the the female character. I don't remember what her name was. Um, that also has the Adola burst when they the were in the flashback. The crown? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the when they were in the flashback and she was like controlling, or like you see her doing, waving her arms around. She's in controlling the inferno. Yeah, she right. mom. She says at one point that the third Adola burst is about to come into being. And referring so, to show. Yes, she's referring to show. She, I don't think she knew that Shinra was going to get an adult no. burst. No, the evangelists um, knew that show was about to get it, and they knew where show was. We don't know why yeah. they knew that, but they they were able to predict it. But that um, leads me to believe that the captain definitely doesn't have an adult burst, and because I assume she's the second adult burst user, and the evangelist himself is probably the first adult burst user. I agree. Um. I don't know how many more Adola Burst users they're going to introduce. I'm sure they, some of them might already exist and they haven't been introduced in the show. Uh, if I'm, they exist, they have to be Shinra's age or younger. That, that's what I was about to say. They, they can't be anybody older. Um, Unless they invoke an Abdullah Burst using the insects on an adult. That is possible. But we specifically saw Rekka targeting children. So I do think there is an age aspect to it. So I do not expect anybody older than Shinra to have Dola first. Yeah. I'm also going back through the episode here. uh, And he, the first captain basically 
he he recognizes that an Adola burst has been created because he's seen uh, the Adola world, but he he only says that his eye burned away because he looked at the Adola world for an instant. I, I don't. I, I think we can safely say that he doesn't have an Adola burst. But it is fascinating though that you can link to the Abdullah realm uh-huh. without having an Abdullah burst. Um, it'll just come at some sort of cost, as it seems. Yeah, I'm curious if uh, there is some other case that... Well, I'm assuming the other case like that would be with uh, the grandfather of the pink-haired girl. Potentially, uh, yeah. And that's sort of... That's sort of one of the cliffhangers they leave off on, the unanswered question of who is this guy. Because I initially thought that when he Shinra was having that vision and he saw that white-haired guy with the scar on his face, I thought yeah. that was Burns at first. Like, I didn't suspect it was someone entirely new. Yeah, it's a new dude. Um, I... So this is going back into what we said earlier, I think is elaborating on our that info dump was way too much like dude apparently he's shown up in the show before at least that's what the script was implying because shinra's seen him so we should know who he is but i don't remember who he is so i don't know if we've seen him but i don't think i think the grandfather might be retired or something possibly but like why would shinra know him and we don't that's true he did recognize well he only recognized him based off of the pink hair he knew his name he did he knew his name yeah shinra knew his name okay then that means he did know him which which is like this is the problem because the show the show dumps critical information way fast yeah um and i think the other thing that is really sketch in terms of how fast they're dumping that I just like, I, I don't know why this happened, and I don't know why they're suddenly making this connection. Why is the sixth captain related to Abdullah Lux? The, the captain that saved Shinra is now under suspicion and is like somehow related to Abdullah Lynx. It like, but, but when Shinra was fighting show, the evangelist was like some Abdullah Lynx. Like, I don't, I, I like. I have. They haven't explained it at all. They haven't tied any of this together yet. I think. But I, I, I think it's a really big problem that they haven't begun to address any of this because what we're doing is we're dumping a bunch of information and wanting us to be skeptical of someone that we have no reason to be skeptical of because we just don't understand this. The problem was that they did all of this in the last episode. They introduced all of these things in the very last episode, and it it feels Um, it. It's just such a terrible info dump that like i have what i I don't think it was terrible i i i would i'm so confused that i feel i i'm very confused too i i would prefer that they had the last episode be the info dump as opposed to the second to last episode i i would i think i would like the series less if they just really went out with the sizzle and nothing important happened in the last episode and we didn't get to see anything cool fair i i would have preferred them to leave off with these questions regardless of the execution fair 
But I, I guess the, the, the main issue I have is there are a few ways that you can leave your audience feeling by the time you're finishing the season. And the way I am left feeling is there's a lot of things that they want me to feel anxious about or start speculating about that I have no real information with which to start guessing. So and it's it's yeah. not it's not like I'm they're it's not like they're tantalizing for me making me be curious. It's like they're explicitly saying something they're like, believe us, it should make you curious. And I'm like, I don't believe you, so I'm not <laughs> um it's so I, I I'm not left feeling intrigued or excited. I'm left feeling confused. Like the the, yeah. the feeling I have at the end of excitement two, the feeling I have is confusion about what the fuck happened this last episode. Yeah, I, I think that's the the biggest difference there is just the fact that the our I don't, I don't want to call it speculation, but it's all consolidated in, into this episode. It's about this episode. Uh, there's nothing they didn't leave off of anything important for the next season necessarily. Besides they sort of getting closed, show back, yeah, they sort of closed all the uh, uh, or like they sort of completed all the loose ends for lack of a better word. And the only open end that left was Captain. Stupidest open end to leave. Yeah, like I, I'm not. Like I know this is they're gonna encounter the Evangelist again, and like I, I'm not excited. I'm not. I am excited, but I'm not questioning how it's gonna happen. Like it, there's nothing for me there. It, it's it's all this other stuff they brought up that. Is sort of just consolidated to this one episode that I'm yeah. wondering about. I, yeah. I guess in like a very quick summary of my feelings, I want to know what happened in season two, but I am not stoked. Yeah, this that's, episode. That's how I feel. This episode didn't get me excited for the next season like Vinland Saga did. Yeah. So. Meh. Meh. <laughs> um, so mal ratings, or do you have do you have five so twenty-four? Uh I would give it mm, probably okay. Well, I'm gonna give it an eight. And that's mostly because we do learn something as opposed to the previous episode. And we get a really cool fight scene that we didn't have to have. They just sort of threw that in at the very end for the last episode. Fair. Um, Fair. So I, I did think it, I did like this episode more than the previous one. So I, I, I do have to bump it up to an eight there. Um, this is a seven for me because I almost want to give it a six because we learned more than what we learned in episode 23 which I agree with you on that point so I guess to an extent you could say that makes it a better episode but the way that we learned it made me like at least with like episode 23 things that we like well written and were placed in such a way that I was like okay cool I understand what's going on 
in episode 24, they're, we've said this a lot. I feel like they're just biting off more than they can chew on episode 24. And that's like the, for to do that on the last episode of the season is like the greatest faux pas you could ever commit. <laughs> um, and the yeah, only yeah. reason I'm not giving this a six or a five is because that fight with Burns is dope as they have, as fuck. Um, and like a lot of the things that we learned about live as an and Shinra now wanting to like save his mom and turn her back into a human. And then potentially there's another captain that they have to investigate sixth captain. And like, there's a lot of like things that like just were like dumped on us. There's a lot of information to really chew on. That's good. So sure. I'll give it credit for that. Seven. <laughs> they really didn't do it well. Like it's just like info dump. Yeah. Info dump on on this episode. They really needed space out more between episode twenty three and twenty four. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I think the more I just... talk about this, the more I want to give it a. But like, I think I will <laughs> give it a seven just because the. Uh, yeah, I think if they had just. Since so little happened in the previous episode, if they had like included the flashback then, so we they separated out that amount of information we learned with just the normal present day information, it would. Be I feel great. like one small change that would have made both episodes so much better is just don't mention the sixth captain in episode twenty four. We we don't need to talk about the sixth captain. Anymore. Yeah, she's. We didn't need to talk about her relation to the Abdullah link in episode 24. Just push that all to episode 23 and make sure you fully discuss the fact that she's something that needs investigating or he, he, Uh, he. the sixth captain is the serpent girl. She's the one that heals Shinra. The fourth, she's also the one that's related to the father. Well, the pink haired lady is the granddaughter of the fourth captain. But the sixth captain, they said is related to Abdullah link. And the sixth captain needs investigating. No, they did not say no. that. The no, fourth, no, the fourth, the fourth captain. captain is the grandfather with the scar. That's what Shinra yes. was referring to. Yes, the sixth and captain. He's the one that's related to Abdullah. Yeah, because he's the one that Shinra saw in the Adola world. There, that they info dump too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're just crossing your captains. I, I might be. <laughs> But the only reason I am is because they were so shitty with that info dump. This is like the worst info dump all season long. I, I'm changing my mouse score. This was a six. Uh, okay, but hold up now. I, I do agree that if they had cut out the entire section with the the hospital six captain lady, like they, they didn't need to add the whole serpent can heal things with fire. Uh, that didn't add to the plot or anything. Like they could have done a regular doctor to remove a sword from somebody. Like that's that's a normal human injury. Well, I don't want to. Yeah. It's not normal, but it's, well, well, no. People get stabbed. People get stabbed in very vital areas. And you thing in you. Yep. Yeah, some some people get stabbed all the way through with the samurai sword. It happens. Yeah. But <laughs> happened to me in the I, third grade. It's no. not. It's not like fire related the injury itself is not fire related so they didn't need to bring in a pyrokinetic healer to do it Uh, so if they cut that part out since they ended off with burns if they could do that earlier and show his flashback from the beginning instead of uh sort of the the way they did it with the fight 
or, or maybe like, lead the flashback into episode 20. Yeah, like they like, if they cut out all of the six captain and just had Burns's stuff in there, they could easily have spread out the amount of knowledge uh, yeah, that was, was relevant for the main plot. So, episode 23, episode 24. Those are our thoughts on them. If you have commentaries about those specific episodes, we are more than welcome to hear to them. Um, we are we are that was not a sentence uh we are ex- we are always open to listening to your commentary but we've talked very specifically now about let's talk very big this is now done we are finished yeah. with fire force season 1 there will be new seasons coming out i'm certain what do we think about how season one was in general what are your thoughts stand on the overall arc of fire force what how would you rate it how would you recommend someone under what circumstances would you so that's that's the big question what are the strengths of this show let's start there so the strengths are definitely the animation when it comes to fire, the main theme of the show, I, I don't want to say that it has been consistently well animated. It does have parts where it drops off significantly. Um, but I think that is the one thing that's been there since the beginning that we've always loved is how they depict fire in the show. Yeah, uh, sure. I think that has been the greatest intrigue for me specifically uh because it's not necessarily the plot or even the characters that keep me coming back to watch it aside from the fact that we're doing this podcast for it (laughs) (laughs) but the that's the one thing the animation style is the one thing that has really gotten me wanting to see more and more of this show that's my biggest like strength to this series for me i think i i agree with what you said i brought up in terms of their animation and their style um but i think for me another really big thing is i do really like the universe of fire force i really like the history of it there is a lot that you can speculate and headcanon about, and they are introducing this very unique realm that I don't think I've seen before in anime. So I am really happy about that. I'm really excited about that. Um, I do enjoy that part of it quite a lot. Um, the other thing that I also like is a lot of the unique, and this is related to what you said, but a lot of the unique character animations. Like I like... I think what this mangaka really excels in is drawing unique people. Like I love, I really do love the way that this mangaka creates unique looking characters with their own style. And it is pretty consistent. And he does, he does a really good job at it. He does it in soul eater too. And I think he does it in, in fire force as well. I like a lot of the way that the, the characters, just the way that they look that he comes up with, with Vulcan, the new crown lady, uh shinra arthur maki um yeah, the true. seventh captain i do like a lot of the looking 
characters with their unique styles, the first captain too. And I, I do like what he comes up with them. So to me, that's, that's another big strength. It's the creativity of this mangaka, I think is pretty high up there in terms of some of the fantastical universes that you can find in anime and manga. Yeah. I, I'm definitely very intrigued by the universe that they've created. Uh, it, it's only the, the the only reason that is not like my favorite aspect is because of the execution of it. I agree, but so. there is a lot of creativity there that I give you know give applause to because it deserves applause. That's true. There aren't too many stories like this, which is why I think we chose it in the first place when we. Yeah, it looked appealing in it. terms of just the, in terms of like the uniqueness. Yeah. Biggest weaknesses. <laughs> uh only one um weaknesses okay <laughs> multiple uh definitely i mean the writing has <laughs> been atrocious <laughs> uh and along with that the pacing uh i i mean it i think it's safe to say that Either the mangaka or or just, I mean, maybe he knew what he wanted to do, but you don't see what he wanted to do until halfway through the series. Because uh, it only starts picking up around like episode 12 or something. We started liking it a lot more. And not in the same way that we're talking about Vinland Saga, right? Because like Vinland Saga also, you don't get to the storyline. I mean, even the entire season, but like still everything is relevant. Everything is directly building up to something. And you you cannot say that effect. Yeah, and it's uh, this goes along with another big weakness is the develop the characters the side characters are yeah not done to the degree of Vinland Saga how all of Vinland Saga's characters are relevant to the story but like there are so many char- throwaway characters even the ones that are supposed to be closer to main characters have no impact on the story uh, yeah, and that in, that in, i'm talking about like sister doesn't she's just sort of there true um, tamaki tamaki is obviously the fan service thing honestly the first lieutenant he okay so th- this was th- i mean that's sort of a niche thing that i was really upset about like for the longest time i was like First Captain and Shinra need to talk. And they only did it in the last episode, <laughs> which sort of irked me. I'm glad it finally happened, but I've been saying that ever since we learned the first captain yeah. was there when Shinra did it. And so like it they I came it up hurts. with a reason why he didn't talk to Shinra, but it was dumb. I, I don't think the reason to me was that dumb. I think I just there. I, I was accepting more accepting than you were of the fact that like there was a reason he wasn't talked to Shinra and there was a reason why he talked like to Shinra it. when he did. Um, I think this is just personal preference between the two of us. Um, for me, um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, another thing that I think is a big weakness is I think, I think this show doesn't decide what it wants to do enough. I think this show is trying to be a jack of all trades in some ways and is really failing. Uh, and I think it's true in a variety of different ways. And I think the most obvious 
is I've I've seen from a lot of anti-tubers from some people that I talk to about their opinions on Fire Force, and some people are of the idea of why do you hate Tamaki so much because she's supposed to just be stupid, right? Like they're they're just like this is not a show to take serious, like it's there to just like watch people do stupid shit and just like enjoy the stupidity of it of just like beating each other up and just random implements of fan service and humor and i get that that type of show often exists and those types of shows i don't necessarily call shitty shows um like those shows can often be implemented in really good ways like for example prison school prison school is basically <laughs> just like a funny story that's just meant to be fan service like that's just like that's just what prison school is. Um, same thing with like um, high school of the dead. High school of the dead is like a horror that's supposed to be ridiculously fan servicey and stupid. Um, the, Fire Force has aspects of that in the way that there are characters that just exist for fan service, like Tamaki, in the way that they do random ass um, humor in there. But it's not that type of show because the author is clearly, obviously trying to do a lot of intricate world building with serious stakes, with drama, with action. And it's supposed to be a serious shonen like kind of My Hero Academia, but with stupid shit thrown in there. And I feel like the balance between the two just doesn't exist in this show. So it's, it's yeah. not a laugh at show. It's not a show that you watch to just like find ridiculous and laugh with your friends. But it's also not good at being a serious action magical shonen. Right? Like yeah. it's it's not a demon slayer. It's it tries to exist between high school of the dead and demon slayer and fails to exist in that in between in my mind. So I that's yeah. like the biggest problem with this show for me is that it tries to do too many things at once and it comes off in many different ways. That's the biggest, most obvious way. Another way is it tries to do way too much lore and then just ends up info dumping at you. That's when it bites off way more than it can chew. So I feel like this show just doesn't and I don't I don't really know if that's a pacing issue with the animation studio or if it's a mangaka issue, probably mostly on the mangaka side. But it it just it's not it doesn't decide what it wants from the get go. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest difference between like an average anime and like a great show, like a truly great show, like Vinland Saga. Yeah, I agree. I um, totally agree. They they know what they're doing from the beginning. They they know the type of tone they want to induce, and they're aiming for um, one thing that and they're going to do it. Yeah, it's the quality over quantity. I guess, in essence. Yeah, so with those things in mind, do you have any other big comments about the show? Uh, no, nothing that's not already been said. Uh, if you're going to give the entire show mal score, what are you, you going to say when you complete this on your mal profile? Uh, that's, that's a tough one. Ooh, actually, I'm going to go, while we are thinking about this, I'm actually going to go 
into Mal, log in as Imbibe and Anime. This will be first entry. Ah. For Imbibe and Anime. Yeah, and I see that it has a 777 score on Mal right now. What um, what's our username for Imbibe and Anime my anime list? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> we we could think of that. I'll say IIA podcast. All right. Um I am sort of torn between a 7 and 8 personally. I I think the show did pick up in the second half of the series. Uh, I I do really appreciate the type of world that this that they're trying to create. I think the concept is unique. Uh, they have delivered on a lot of the am- animation. Uh, maybe I would say like two thirds of the animation is uh, is well done. Um, the it's just those there were a lot of issues that pull it down. Yeah, um, is the thing. So, I, and it, I mean, it's it's never gonna earn like a nine or ten. Obviously, it, it's it does too many things wrong to its core to be that good. But I think it deserves better than like a five. Type oh yeah, of thing. like it wasn't bad. Like I. I I wouldn't rewatch this show, but I could recommend it to someone who's interested in the genre if they want a laid back show to watch. I agree. That has a good amount of intrigue to it. I agree. A lot of what you're saying, I totally agree with. Um, I can't really think I disagree with. Um, So for me, I think for that reason, for me, it's a seven because there are situations in which I think this show I would recommend to some people. Um, this is a show I would recommend to people who want just like a laid back shonen that looks dope that mm. like, they just like the whole aspect and idea of like a universe dictated with a magic system of fire with devils and firefighters. Like if that just sounds cool to you, you should watch this show. I mean, mm. there's, there's no other way to put it. If you want a shonen that just like the sound of like firefighters fighting devils using fire powers sounds dope and yeah you should watch the show mm-hmm. um but anyone i would recommend this to i would if i were talking to them personally i'd also say this is not a perfect anime there are going to be things about this anime you don't like there are going to be episodes you don't like. there are going to be times that you think like fuck is um so, you know, be patient with it to an extent if you're trying to enjoy it and try not to take it too serious. Because even though show, the show sometimes wants to take itself seriously, you should take it too seriously. Um, and so yeah. I think for that reason, I give it a seven because I think the show has a lot of promise, but it's just like, it's just not good enough to be anything above a seven. I wish yeah. I could give it an eight, but it's just like, it's not... The premise is there. The idea is there. But the execution is just not good. Yeah. See, the, I, I want to disagree with you and say eight, but we have to agree on something for the score. <laughs> uh, and since I said... I mean, if you say eight, eight, if you say eight, that, I mean, between the two of us, it's after the... We'll talk about what we actually put on the mail. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I'm. I think I want to say eight, just because of the potential the series has, and I don't know if a second season has been announced. Um, it has not yet. No, I don't imagine it's gonna be a surprise. Only one season that does happen occasionally. Um, where the, it just didn't get enough traction to make a second series, even though they set up a second series. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know if I can give it an eight based off of potential. <laughs> I have to give, I think I have to go with the seven based yeah. on what I saw. So, I mean, we didn't think about this in advance a few moments to actually think about it ourselves if we want but if for our listeners that have been watching this um if you like fire force stan what would you what other shows would you recommend people who like? Ooh, um i, I guess i already have one in my head but I need soul to... eater like you're talking about before even though i hate soul eater um, but that is a show that's similar, mainly because it's by the same person. Um, I would also say Blue Exorcist is another one that comes you to literally mind. literally took my two recommendations out of oh. my head. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Those were like the only two I thought of. And I, was like, I hope Tyson leaves one of them for me. <laughs> my bad. That's okay. I'll think of something else. You keep talking. Okay. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, Blue Exorcist overall has a has similar characters uh, and a similar tone. Um, mm. I yeah, I I think both shows are satisfactory. I enjoyed Blue Exorcist more than Soul Eater, um, but those are definitely two shows that if you're into Fire Force, you will likely enjoy those two as well. Um, so I thought of three, so I'm happy with myself. Um, <laughs> the first one I would throw out for people who do like shows that don't take themselves seriously, that are on the Tamaki side of the spectrum, but do it well. Um, I would recommend High School DxD. Um, because High School DxD has plot it has a direction it clearly has um an idea for the world building and for the characters and it does develop all these things but the point of the show is to be laughable and etchy um mm. and if that is what attracted you to fire force which is totally legitimate uh, i would check out high school dxd because i think it does it way better than fire force does and it actually sticks to that premise you know it's kind of hentai with a plot except not actually hentai. um <laughs> but like actually legitimately straight up i would i would check that out um if on the other side of the spectrum you are you were attracted to the more serious side of an of this this anime where it's not trying to make fun of itself it's trying to uh stick to world building system development magic system and character development I would check out the Fate franchise because um, the mm. specifically Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works 
because those, in my opinion, are the two from the Fate franchise that are the best. Uh, because I think those two, they have a lot of similar appeals in terms of distinct magic system that is relatively unique, even though it's different from the Force universe. Um, but it also focuses on you know the plight of a, of a protagonist who is uh, trying to pursue something in particular. Um, it has the type of shonen action feel that you also get from Fire Force on occasion, and also has pretty flashy action scenes to it as well. So I I would I would check out the Fate franchise in general, specifically Fate Zero or Fate Stay Night. Um, and the final one I would recommend, which is kind of a balance of both, where if you want to see a good example of an action shonen that also has funny etchy moments in it that actually has good fan service, Kill a Kill. Mm, yes. Very well established universe, very well established um, power system with really good etchy humor thrown in there. Um, and also mm -hmm. a deeper societal meaning. Um, and also is about, you know, the main character and their the, the main character's pursuit is all about their family, the same way it is with Fire Force and uh, mm -hmm. Shinra. So I would I would check out Kill a Kill if that's what attracted you, if you want a nice balance of the two and see how it's done well. I totally endorse that. I'm actually kind of proud of my recommendations that I thought of those off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, I came up with the basic ones. <laughs> I have I have never recommended High School D ever ever. I I mean like I watched it because I was like in the mood for, it. but like I I gave those shows like a five rate. See, I, I guess we should have thrown in Prison School since we mentioned it already. But I don't think it has the same vibe, right? Like. No, but if you want fan service with fun characters. <laughs> like, if you want action drama shonen, High School DxD has that. I haven't actually seen High School DxD. It, I don't I believe you'd you. like it. Probably not. <laughs> actually, yeah, I don't know. You might. There, I think there are some circumstances which I think if you and I were together, watching High School DxD together might be. That's different. There's there's all sorts of things I might watch if it was with you or some other person. High School DxD is a show you watch to laugh at, though. It's it's not because it's trash, because it's not actually quite trash, but it's trashy. That's for sure. There's just so many better trashy shows, like Prison School. I feel like I I feel like High School DxD is actually not too far. Off. It appeals to a different type of trashy. There's there's a spectrum of trashy persona. I mean, okay, well, uh, prison school and like Golden Boy are the as far as I'll go. If it's that, yeah, but those are a very specific. High school yeah. DxD, I think, is a different. I think high school DxD is on the same type of trashy as like, to love. I don't know that one. Uh, what, what about like you know, High School? Rue? I've never seen To Love Rue, no. Oh, High School what, of the Dead, about, I think, is also on the high same school side of the, Okay, DxD. that's what I was about to say. I think it's on the same side of DxD. Okay. Because I, I sort of enjoyed High School of the Dead. 
it, I had to not think about it to enjoy it. Yes. 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 That's that's the thing <laughs> with high school DX. Um, you have to not think about it to enjoy it. But I mean, there is there is legitimate worth to the show. Like, I'm not going to say it's a trash. It's a trashy show, but it's not hot garbage. It's not SAO. Okay. Um, we're going off of the deep end here. Do you have any final comments for the general Fire Force spectrum now that we are saying our final words? Speak now or forever hold your peace. About I think watching this show and doing it on this podcast has been worth it in the end. I enjoyed I enjoyed it to a high enough degree that I I appreciate what it does well and I liked to, to talk about it with you, Matt. That sounded so forced. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to end on a good note. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I feel you. I feel you. Um, I have also enjoyed talking about Fire Force on the podcast so far. Um, this is, there aren't a lot of shows with like as unique of a universe like Fire Force. Like that's, that's one of the things that makes it so disappointing is the fact that it didn't live to that, the potential that that uniqueness had. But it, it, it's also made this a really fun process because I did really enjoy the universe of Fire Force it with you, Stan, further out these last two seasons of anime. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for what comes next, but this will definitely be a nice chapter in my brain for this podcast. With that, Stan and I have been talking about what we will be doing next on our seasonal May review. Some initial thoughts about shows yet to be revealed. But if you all have a show that you're particularly hyped about that you want us to cover on this podcast, send us a message, let us know, DM us. If you have a uh, comment about the Fire Force universe, comment about our review about Fire Force, email us, imbibeandanime.gmail.com. Send us a DM. We are always down to talk about this type of stuff. We live for it. Live for this. We imbibe in this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you all for sticking with us for this season. Through Fire Force, we hope to journey with you in our next seasonal anime to be announced with your input. Thanks for cracking into this last fresh episode of Fire Force. This has been Imbibin Anime. And I'm Stan. And I'm Mott. And tune in next time. Definitely appreciate all of you listening. Hope you've enjoyed. See y'all later. Peace out for now and cheers to you.